Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, joined, like as always, by my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, number one on the field, or number one on your heart, but number 41 on the field, Chargers fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, how are you doing today? My man, it's been it's been a while. I am doing absolutely legendary. It's great to talk to you, Fernando. And you're right. Number one in your heart and number 41 in your program, baby. How could you have it any other way, Fernando? How? And you know, it's funny, Lorenzo, all the fans still, they remember the glory days of number 41, opening it up for number 21. So that was that that, that was a beautiful marriage, in my opinion, Lorenzo, that marriage between you and, and number 21, when uh, back in the glory days at Qualcomm and all that, what those those were some good times. Oh, they were some absolutely amazing times playing blocking for the great Ladanian Tomlinson and watching that guy, what he was able to bring to the table, fired me up. My God, I loved it. I love it. I wish I could go back in time and live some more of that because that was absolutely amazing. But I'll tell you, though, this Charger team, they never cease amazing. You guys got a guy that, you know what, I love too. I'm not saying I love him more than LT, but I'm loving what your boy, Joe Herbert. I can't wait to see the second-year magic. Is it Was it a rookie just sensation, or is the, is the magic still going to last? Is this guy the real deal? What say you, Fernando? What say you, baby? You you know what, Lorenzo? It's, it's going to be interesting to see how Herbert progresses. I mean, it, it, it's no secret, and I mean, I've been – everybody says that. I, I keep on bringing this up, but – it's incredible that this is about to be Justin Herbert's fifth head coach and sixth offensive coordinator in the last six years, going back to his days at Oregon, going back to obviously last year with the Chargers. It is going to be interesting to see the way um, they they kind of – that Joe Lombardi kind of builds his offense around Justin. I mean, you know he's going to have to have some, um, some wrinkles in there. He said last week, I'm going to have some wrinkles from the New Orleans Saints offense. I'm going to have some wrinkles from the uh, San Francisco 49ers offense. I'm going to have some wrinkles from the Green Bay offense and then some stuff that Justin and some of the guys want to do. Keenan Allen said, hey, we're going to be flying. We're more free. We get to do a lot more in this offense. Mike Williams is, uh, according to to Joe Lombardi, he's going to be in that Mike Thomas role uh, with this new offense with the Chargers. So, hey, Mike might be getting up there, so might be getting more opportunity. So, Honestly, Lorenzo, I see I see a pretty good season coming up for Justin. I mean, I know it's a new coaching staff. I know everything's going to be new, but Justin has able to adapt before. He's adapted before, and he's been able to uh, to make things happen. And like the coaches said, he's asking the right questions. He's coming in and he's doing a lot of the really good things. And right now, I mean, obviously, Brandon Staley doesn't have them doing a lot. No helmets, no pads, no nothing. They they're just in shorts, t-shirts, and like hats. So um, I, I'm sure the Chargers are trying to avoid the injury bug, but it, I, I really do see a big season coming out of um, from Justin Herbert. But I mean, what 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 are some of your thoughts about him uh, coming up this season? It's going to be interesting just to see how he progresses in his second year. You look at this young man and you think about, okay, who is he as a quarterback? You know, everyone's expecting big things. Expectations are through the roof. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the Chargers and Justin Herbert and what he did last year, Rookie of the Year. Of course, Joe Burrows get injured, and Herbert just continues to flourish and had a great year. 
my biggest thing is I, I don't want people to get caught up with that sophomore, that, that, that second-year-itis, that sophomore-itis, because sometimes you go in there your first year, you're so excited, man. Your opportunities to play your first year, you're trying to show everyone that you belong, so you're just playing and you're just going out there doing it. Now the second year, you're supposed to come into your own. So now your expectations is, hey, Justin Herbert has arrived now. He's already got his rookie year, so he's already been through that. But, man, this is still somewhat of a new offense. He's going to be learning different nuances of the game. you got a new OC. So when you think about those things that are around him, and now are you going to ask him to hold onto the ball longer? Is he going to get hit more? Is there going to be more sacks? So you got to look at this team, and I understand expectations are through the roof. I understand that Justin Herbert in his second year, but how much of this, Fernando, can fans really say, anticipate, say, oh, he's just going to just go blow it up. He should have a way better year. Is that some of that's perception, and that's not – I don't know if it's really, truly reality. No, I, I totally agree. This is one misconception that I think fans have, Lorenzo, and it's that the Chargers are going to be basically 75% Herbert, 25% run game. That's not what they're going to try and do. In my opinion, Lorenzo, when 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 I said right now that Joe Lombardi said we're going to take some of the offense from San Francisco, that to me tells me they're going to have a running back by committee. They're going to be throwing Austin in there. They're going to throw different backs the way that uh, the 49ers have thrown Mozart, um, some of these other backs out there, like throwing them out there and, and kind of having a healthy rotation. That's what I see the Chargers doing one, two. I could see them easily being a 51-49 kind of offense, 50-50 maybe where they balance it out. I know that fans got frustrated with that last year when Anthony Lynn was the, the Chargers head coach and Shane Sagan was the offensive coordinator. But, hey, that's what I think it's going to be. You're not gonna, you don't want to put the whole pressure on Justin Herbert. You want to see balance. You want to see him be able to hand the ball off, not throw 50 times. Why do you want to risk him back there 50 times if it's not necessary? And especially with this revamped offensive line, I feel like the Chargers are going to be able to run the ball a lot better than they did this year so i think that's one misconception but i I agree with you i mean i i I think some people are thinking he might go the lamar jackson patrick mahomes route where their second year they lit up the nfl and they were both the mvp i mean can justin do it yes does he have the weapon to do it yes but you just never know i mean you and i and like we've said justin's a smart kid he understands he's been able to play in six different offenses and in each of them, he's thrived. But you just never know. I mean, this team has gotten hit with the injury bug in the past. There's been some stuff that that happened. So, but if healthy, then yes, I think the I think there's a happy medium between regression and Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I think he'd be in that happy medium where maybe he throws for about 36 touchdowns, um, 10, 11 interceptions, about 67 percent completion percentage. So. I really do think he's going to be in that happy medium. Um, I mean, heck, if he if he blows up and throws fifty touchdowns, and God bless him, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure the charge would be in a better position um, moving forward. But I just <coughs> excuse me, I see it as a, a little bit difficult, uh, especially because of all, like you said, Lorenzo, with all the questions. But in my opinion, if you run the ball and you get and and you you have a healthy run game. Justin Herbert will be fine. He'll be able to still go back there and sling the rock like he did last year. I'm absolutely with you. And I like how you use it. Is it 5150? So are they crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Are people crazy? I love that. I love people. No, people think that just because Justin is the quarterback, they're going to be throwing the ball recklessly uh, or they're going to be throwing the ball 70 times. (laughs) 
Lorenzo, I'm trying to defend you and LT. I'm trying to defend yeah, you yeah, guys. The, the run hey, game. The hey, run game is important. Hey, hey you know, let me tell you something. Fernando, I'm glad that you're acknowledging that. There's too many people flashing the pants and they say, let's just throw the ball and, oh, now we got Justin Herbert. Let's just throw it around the field. No, you don't do that. You were asked how did that work out for Kansas City last year in the Super Bowl game that it meant. What did the team do able to You give them a running game. And think about it. So you're absolutely right. Yes, you still have to throw the ball. We understand. But you saw how physical the Tampa Bay was running the ball, running the ball, winning them first and second down, being able to run the ball and play, play the smash mouth football. And that continues to open up the pass game because you get more one-on-one coverage. You cause a secondary to creep, creep in, try to shut down the run. When you have an effective run game, your team is better. So I think that you have a Justin Herbert that is capable of making every big throw, capable of making throwing the ball down the field, capable of having a, you know, a, a, an awesome season. But why, like you said, why? Because you have a situation because you have a quarterback that you have this much talent, but why just sit here and say, let's just throw the ball. Let's just throw the ball. No, we got to make sure that you still run the ball, especially November and December. When you can play physical football, those that wears defenses out and it continues to work on your passing game. So you don't want your quarterback seven step drops, eight step drop all the time, going chunking the ball down the field. All the time. You don't want that. I understand the fans want to see Justin Herbert throw the ball, and I think you'll get plenty of time to see this young man throw the ball. But I think the worst thing you can do is go out there and say, we're just getting ready to so spin it all over the field and light it up. And then you take away from the makeup of this Charger team, and you still have to be physical. So I look for him to show balance. I look for him to show that type of character. And I think that's what's going to be the glue for this team is to make sure that you're still balanced and able to run the ball with consistency. 100%, Lorenzo. And that's the thing is that Brandon Staley is a smart guy. He knows he can't come in here and do that, even though – Brandon's a defensive coordinator, but I mean, you saw what happened uh, with Drew, like when Drew, when the New Orleans Saints got Alvin Kamara, that changed life for Drew Brees. When yes. they started getting him a run game, that helped him because he didn't have to throw as often and you could run Kamara. Same thing that happened with Jimmy G. The 49ers, the year that they won the Super Bowl, they were mixing and matching uh, running backs and throwing guys in there. And you saw how much it helped Jimmy G. So I really do think they're going to do that. And then Aaron, I've talked about the three, the two offenses that I've already talked about. Here goes the third, the Green Bay Packers, because the Chargers will throw in some uh, Matt LaFleur offense in there. Uh, Aaron Jones has been a huge help for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so definitely, I think we're going to see some mixing and matching. I think it's going to be different, but I still think the Chargers are going to try and go 51-49, like I said. And it's going to be really interesting to see the way um, the Chargers run this. But Lorenzo, I I got to be honest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little sad today. Uh, I, I lost my, um, my bet on where Julio Jones was going to land. I went in there, I placed a bet, and it, it wasn't where I thought he was going to land. So... Um, I mean, but I like it because I can go, I can go make any kind of bet and they have a lot of different things. Lorenzo, what am I, do you know what I'm talking about? You know what website I'm I, talking do about? I do. I do. I like it. I love it. I want some more, but I looked at Julio said too. Julio Jones. I said, Oh, Mr. Julio, Julio, where art thou? Where art thou going? And I said, you know what? 
I think I know where he's going. And if I know where he's going, you know what I can do, Fernando? I can go on Bet Online. That's right. Bet Online, it is simple as one, two, three. The ground belongs to me. Bet Online makes it simple. You can go on there, pick the team that you think Julio is going to go on. If you lie now, you can say you, you picked the Tennessee Titans, but you could go on Bet Online, bet on the NBA championship. You can bet on the Lakers. Quick, quick exit out of the NBA out in the first round. Your Lakers, what happened on Bet Online, Fernando? They got bounced. They are out. So Bet Online, they got you covered. If it's basketball, football, teams, sporting events, they got you covered. What say you, Fernando? Man, making me not want to place any more bets with all the L's <laughs> I'm taking. But <laughs> Bet Online also has the latest odds. Uh, news and information on all the online sporting bets you need. Visit the website today or use your mobile device and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is betonline.ag. But Lorenzo, we spoke about it. I mean, you know, the Titans were one of the top teams that were on Bet Online for Julio to go to. And now it's been finalized. Now Julio Jones is headed to the, the Tennessee Titans. What were your impressions when you heard about that trade? You know what? I, I was really shocked. I was shocked that Green Bay Packers yeah. didn't go, didn't make this happen because this, this this is a conversation now. We can kind of spin this in many different ways because you look at Aaron Rodgers, who's probably not going to show up to training camp, who's probably not going to show to OTAs. Here's a guy that's been the face of the franchise. And you haven't got him. Last year, you thought about bringing him in another receiver and you brought a quarterback, someone to take his place. This year, you didn't do this. You did the same thing. You had a chance to make right with Aaron Rodgers. And, and it only took a second round pick. It wasn't like he, it, it wasn't like Julio demanded a King's ransom. Very, very shocked. Very, very shocked that Tennessee, I got shocked that Tennessee got him. I think it's great for Tennessee, but really shocked that there wasn't other suitors, especially with only a second-round choice, especially a team like Green Bay, when they needed to really to try to make Mr. Aaron Rodgers happy. What, what I heard, Lorenzo, I mean, out there, uh, what I heard is that the money, who was going to pay Julio what? And I guess Tennessee was one of the only teams that said, we'll pay him the whole thing, just give him to us. So that was one of the things that really incentivized. Julio's owed $15 million this year. 11 million next year and 11 million after uh, the year after that. Um, I, I thought it was an interesting move. Um, I had heard a report that he wanted a big armed quarterback. And that's why I was like, oh, whoa, maybe Aaron Rodgers, um, maybe one of these other guys, maybe Justin Herbert. But um, but he goes with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill was actually one of the better deep ball throwers last season. My only concern with this is you have two now similar receivers in A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. I I'm I'm getting I'm interested to see the way they're gonna play this Tennessee is next year, but I mean Julio looks like he's juiced he's ready to go. Um, like I said, my only concern is is the similarity between the two receivers. How are they gonna use them? What what different things can they throw at the uh, opposing uh, defense? The obviously Derrick Henry's gonna be Derrick Henry. He's a monster, but. Man, I'll tell you what, and I know it's going to be on the cover of uh, of Sports Illustrated, but when you see big old Julio Jones, big old Derrick Henry, and big old AJ Brown, man, that's going to be that's going to be that's going to be like Godzilla teaming up with King Kong, teaming up with 
uh, I don't know what other fictional uh, Kara is right, in right. my mind right now, but man, that is gonna <laughs> that's gonna be something unique to see. But my concern for Tennessee is their defense. Um, their defense to me, there's not a lot of depth, not a lot of really good players, and uh, not not that they're not, they don't have good players. Just last year, that was a weakness for them, and I I feel like they haven't really addressed it. But for the offense, man, that offense is gonna be scary. They're gonna challenge and. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. Uh, it is gonna be difficult to stop a team like Tennessee this year, especially with that three-headed monster that they have. Do you, how do you? Okay, so now, now, I'm gonna tell you right now. Now, where are you at in this? What say you now? Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I like Herbert better than Tannehill. Yeah, no, I. I, I, I don't think they're even close. No, do you? I, do you? Honestly, no. seriously. No, 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 no. To me. I, I, no, people people are, get on me all the time, but to me, to, Herbert's already a top, a top, uh, a top eight quarterback. Like to me, there's no eight better quarterbacks than Herbert. So I'm one of those that's like, oh no, Herbert's already one of the top guys in my opinion. I mean, obviously he has to follow it up, but the talent that I've seen from Justin, I just think it's unmatched. But I, but yeah, no, I, I think yeah, I, 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 think I don't, Justin's- I don't necessarily be putting him in my top ten yet, but I can say this: <laughs> Tannehill's not there. I would take. I would take I would take Justin over Tannehill. So when you look at that and think about where Tannehill is and where what he has to go and do, I don't know if this is going to be Tennessee's coming out here. Do you think that this quarterback is does he is he that guy that can go out and win them a a, the game a Super Bowl? I don't know if he has that, and and I'm quite sure Tennessee Titans fans believe that this is a, a year now that they have offensive weapons. They do. I just don't know if Tannehill's the guy that's going to get him over to hump. You know, my thing too is Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of Atlanta. He's gone now. So who are you going to have calling the plays? Because, I mean, when Arthur Smith was in there, heck, uh, their offense looked really good. I mean, Tennessee was able to beat Baltimore a couple of years ago in the playoffs. They stunned them in Baltimore. Um, they made it all the way, the, I think, to the AFC Championship until they faced. Yeah, lost to Kansas City. Yep. Kansas City. Yeah, they got blown out by Kansas City in that one. So I really do think there's a lot of question marks when it comes to this offense and how this offense is going to be. I just, I'm not one of those people that gets overly excited about a trade like this and say, oh my God, Tennessee's already one of the top teams in the in the conference because I can't, I, I, I think people did that last year with Cleveland when they got, uh, no, two years ago, when they got Odell Beckham Jr., people did that. And Odell, it didn't, it didn't end up working out. And last year, Odell was hurt. And that's when Cleveland really got going. And they were able to make it all the way to the divisional championship because they were so smooth. They had a, a good two, uh, two-headed two monster when it came to running back. They had uh, Mr. Blessum, Mr. Jarvis Landry. And Baker Mayfield was throwing the ball well. I just don't see that from Tennessee. I think they still have too many question marks. Their offensive line kind of regressed last year. Um, I, I just think there's so many question marks. I, I'm not buying the whole Tennessee is going to be an AFC championship team or or divisional even. I still think they have a lot of question marks, but it is going to be hard to cover both receivers, but I, I, I'm, not, I'm with you. I'm not buying it yet uh, 100%. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait. I mean, there's a lot of exciting moving pieces, especially around yeah. the National Football League during this time. And, you know, of course, you know, the Charger fans there know they're, they got to be licking their chops because, you know what, the, you, I think that the Chargers, their offense, their offensive production is going to be, in my opinion, I will I will say this, I think it's top 10, top 12. I think the Chargers are going to be a top 12 offense. Until you're top 10, top 12, 
you're getting in the playoffs. I really believe that this Charger team with the quarterback and the weapons they have, the receiver, the running backs, and the different things that they bring to the table with a veteran type of quarterback, I think that you have a top, hopefully top 10, hopefully top 12 offense. If you do that, you're usually going to be in the playoffs, and especially they continue to did the offense offseason, the moves they made to help get veteran guys and help bolster that special teams, which we talked about. I like some of the things that they're doing. So I'm optimistic about what the Chargers are doing. I know that everyone's talking about the big move, A.J. Green, I mean, mean, you know, Julio Jones, big move. A.J. Green goes over to Arizona Cardinals. You see a lot of moves this year, uh, receivers and special, you know, uh, big-time special receivers that went left left their existing places. So it's going to be really, really neat just to see how these offenses flourish this year because I think this is going to be I know they talk about how offenses are entertaining I think this is even going to be more, more of an offensive driven uh, uh, year and, and especially that's no difference for the Chargers as well yeah I know definitely I mean especially with all the young you know it's funny there's a lot of really young quarterbacks in the AFC I mean you have Baker Mayfield Patrick Mahomes Justin Herbert Lamar Jackson like and then the, the additions of Trevor Lawrence and all this stuff like it is just incredible the, the all the additions that have have really come into the AFC lately, especially with uh, now Mac Jones is in in New England. So it really is going to be interesting to see the way the whole AFC shapes shapes out. But man, this is going to be such an interesting season with with everything. And I mean, you know what's funny? You you mentioned that, and now I've taken that to heart. What you said, like the Chargers need to have a top fifteen special teams, a top at least top ten defense. And they have to have a top ten offense to really be able to make some noise, especially with some of the um, some of the concerns that I feel like other teams have. Kind of like Kansas City to me. I know their offense and their offensive line has gotten bolstered and everything. That defense to me is still really questionable. And I know they can put up numbers, but are they going to be able to stop anybody from putting up numbers on them? Because their cornerback situation is a little shaky. Pass rushing. I mean, I, I I see a lot of question marks on Kansas City's defense. And then I look at uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, to me, still has some questions on the receiving, uh, the receivers. Then the defense has a little bit of questions, in my opinion, too. And then you look at even Cle- a team like Cleveland, like they still have some question marks. Can can, can are they going to be able to? Odell's going to come back. Are they going to be able to get together? And Odell's going to is going to be positive for this team. And I'm not saying from an attitude uh, perspective. I'm saying it just seemed like at times he didn't fit their offense last year. So I think that's a huge question mark. I think all these teams have a lot of question marks, even the really good ones. I still see a lot of question marks with a lot of these teams. Yeah, so do I. And, it, and I think one that, you, one that sticks out that, like you just alluded to, is is it's going to be Cleveland because yeah. you now you have Odell Beckham, like you said, coming back into the fold. And Baker Mayfield, it's official. It's his team. And yeah. Odell Beckham has been, you know, one of those guys that, Give me the ball. He could pound and everyone's trying to force to get him the ball. He acts up and acts out and because he wants the ball and I understand, but it's, it, it, it's, it doesn't help the team. So now you're in a situation now where your quarterback is the guy. He is the driving force. So now how is Eldell Beckham going to feel now when he, when you got a guy that's going to say, hey, shut up, I'm going to get you the ball when I decide to get you the ball. Because we saw the way that Baker Mayfield played last year. He played very, very well. You know, didn't have, you didn't have, Odell Beckham, you didn't have to worry about that. And so he got to throw the ball all around the field and he did a better job and with the consistency was a lot higher. So now you're in that situation. So I want to see how that works out. You look at what's going on in Arizona. Arizona, you went out and you said, okay, let me bring in A.J. Green. 
another guy, another top, you know, to me, you know, at, at one time he was a top probably five or six receiver, maybe down just outside the top 10, but AJ green was a hell of a receiver. Yeah. So now you got him and now you got Hopkins as well. So you got two big time receivers. How is that going to work out? And you look around the league and you think about the chargers where they're at. I think you got to, you got, that's one thing about the chargers. You got a, a, a you got a receiver, your receiving core. They're no, they just don't seem like prima donnas. They're not like necessarily a Hopkins who's going to be a, you guys that have really bought into the system and they love this young quarterback. So I think the Chargers got a pretty good receiving core, but yeah. also I think they got the right guys and the right chemistry, which you were alluding to earlier, Fernando, about the chemistry and get, making sure it fits. I think they have that in, in L.A. with the Chargers. No, so do I, Lorenzo. Can I mean, I just want to ask you one final thing before uh, we head out of here, but let, let me ask you, what, have, did you ever encounter, you don't have to say names, years, none of that. Did you ever encounter some of that uh, diva-esque uh, stuff that you're like, kind of like Odell, like when you played in the NFL? And if so, how how much did it affect your guys' team? It affected our team. I mean, there's a guy, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I liked him as a person, but he just had some issues and he had some demons. And, you know, people know it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily me hiding something. I mean, I, 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 I say it with tongue in cheek, but... His dad, his dad was an official, and you probably know the guy that I'm talking about. Great official, but the player was could be a great player, but just unfortunately had some even had some issues and didn't work. And that's none other than David Boston. Had a guy in David Boston. You remember the years in San Diego? Yeah. Guy had an unbelievable year, and then all of a sudden, you know, he comes from Phoenix, and you expect big things, and unfortunately, just didn't work out. And you know, David Boston you know, was a guy that was bigger than life. People thought so much of him. So, yes, to, you know, to answer your question, I, I mentioned his name, which, like I said, I had no problems with him, but there was some deep and some things that were going on that he had to deal with. So, yes, definitely have seen that um, in the National Football League. So, yeah, uh, it's definitely – and how it affected you, it affected the team because guys knew that this guy was going to get plenty of opportunities. Guys knew that if they complained, the ball was going to go his way. So you saw all that. And so it's just not healthy for a team when you have guys like that they know once they start acting out and doing doing what they do, it, it, it's a distraction because now other guys are, are focused on that player instead of focus on their task. They want to make sure that that player is being pleased. And it's tough on coaches as well. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I mean, I've, I've, I mean, obviously, I've never been in an NFL locker room. But I'm sure, and I'm, I've heard it a part of the media and stuff. Like you can tell when some when some teams are affected by uh, some of the attitude of others. But um, but yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting to see the way how these teams are going to be able to mesh. And I mean, this year is different, Lorenzo. I mean, there's it's not like last year where everything was virtual. Now everything's in person. OTAs are in person. Mini camp is in person. And now training camp is like basically they're taking the the training wheels off. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of the way these teams come together and 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 how they're going to mesh in training camp. But I'm excited, Lorenzo. There, there, there are some good times heading up right now in the NFL, and and uh, we're going to be a part of it 100%. Yeah, no question, Fernando. I cannot wait to get down south, down to L.A., and come watch some practices with you. And you and I can be able to, you know, do some live podcasting from the from maybe the facility and get things going and. Get, get fans involvement and tell them kind of what we're seeing and what we viewed really looking forward to training camp and looking forward to being able to spend some good time with you, man. So always look forward to it. 
I had a great show. We'll do it again this week. Yeah, let's do it, Lorenzo. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. Don't forget, guys, the Euros are on right now. Soccer, some the beautiful game of the world. I know Lorenzo played the other one where you just smash people down and, and, and get out of my way, but the Euros are going on this weekend. That's what Fernando will be doing this weekend. So uh, everybody have a great weekend. Lorenzo, you got anything else to say to the folks? Yeah, yeah. Be sure to call my son Lorenzo. You know he's with the Saints now. You got to oh, make yeah. sure you do. And him and you, you guys both love soccer. He's oh, yeah. watching those Euros too, so he's all over it as well. So I'm man, telling you, when I when big. I interviewed <laughs> when I interviewed him for that article, I mean, I we talked about about five to ten minutes about football and everything, but the rest of the time we were talking soccer. So it was a it was a lot of fun, but definitely uh, it'll be a fun. It's a fun tournament, and and uh, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy it, but stay safe at the same time. Absolutely. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.